a home to call your own, an investment property. Two simple ways to provide amazing financial and emotional security for you and your family. It's often one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever have to make. Hello, I'm Christina and welcome to the School of Home Ownership. I love being part of a standard family, but I'm also a multi-property investor, having bought and sold over 50 properties in the last 25 years. During that time, I learned how to make my investments accelerate and how to avoid costly mistakes. Now I know how to reap the benefits of good property decisions. Allow me to take you on a journey that mines the golden nuggets of finance and property insights. Learn the ropes here within the walls of the School of Home Ownership. Hi, my name's Christina Jamison and welcome to the School of Home Ownership. Today I have a special guest, Imogen Croucher, and she'll help me give advice to Millennials and Gen Z and to the parents of Millennials and Gen Z to get them set up to be able to buy a, a property. And let's face it, Sydney is one of the most expensive cities and difficult to get into. Now, if I take you through Imogen, Imogen is a very responsible girl, having come first in the state for food technology for a HSC. So probably not the most typical, but very responsible <laughs> and a great example for other people to follow. So, so what, have you got anything, you know, what, what are you doing at university at the moment? Yeah, I'm studying nutrition and dietetics um, at the University of Sydney in my third year. So I've got two years to go. Excellent. And what sort of things, like what sort of things are coming up in the new feature that you'd be looking forward to? Um, I'm planning on going away to Europe at the end of the year for about six weeks. So that's really exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So very typical sort of person. <laughs> great life, great future. So if it's okay with you, um, I'll just go through some questions. So this is a quiz that I'm trying to get some sort of predictive behaviour in, in regards to purchasing a home. So, okay, first question. Are your parents millionaires? I don't think so. <laughs> right. So if you've got millionaire parents, you don't have to worry about this quiz at all. <laughs> the next question, do your parents own a home? Yes, they do. Okay, so do they own it outright? Have they got a mortgage? Would you know? Um, they own, yeah, they own this house outright, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, and your age? I'm 20, nearly 21. Excellent. And do you expect that you will buy your own property one day? Um, yes, I really hope to, but I don't think it'll be very soon in the future. <laughs> and what sort of age do you think that would be? Um, I mean, ideally by the time I'm 30, but somewhere in my 30s. Yeah, oh, okay. I expect maybe. Okay, we can work on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and what sort of property and, and where would you be looking at? Um, I would probably want to live in a city, um, yeah, in a house with a couple of bedrooms. I'm not too sure. I think it would depend on like a family situation. Where and where would you need to be for work? Would work restrict where you um, end um, up living? No, I think I would be able to find work wherever I ended up. Okay, yeah. oh, that's good. So um, some bit more sensitive questions. How much have you personally saved at this moment? Um, yeah, 
as of today, I've got 25,000 in my savings. Wow. So uh, uh, how did you get that? <laughs> um, just from working. I've worked, um, well, at the moment I'm working three jobs, but I've worked a couple of jobs since I left school. And I just um, really try and focus on putting as much of that into savings as possible and just not touching the savings. Um, yeah, so. So that's really good. So um, if I just touch on that, so what age did you start working? Um, I was in year 12, so I would have been 17 when I started working. And where did you work? I just worked at a swim school, just in, um, as a receptionist, um, just once a week. <laughs> oh, I wow. went okay. from there. Yeah. And so from the age of 17 till now, you managed to save 25000 that's impressive. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. This girl's responsible. <laughs> um, how often would you go out for meals? Um, maybe once or twice a week. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and, and how much would you spend on entertainment and food? Uh, um, I would probably between 100, 100 and 150 per week, perhaps. Okay. And yeah. you still managed to save 25000 Well, yeah. It, it changes from week to week. Like, obviously, we had covid as like a two-year period of not spending very much, so that was able to oh, help okay. me there. But well, okay, I yeah. suppose that's one saving strategy. COVID. <laughs> Having a worldwide <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a hex debt? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And how much will you expect it to be by the end? Um, by the end of my degree, it'll be around forty thousand dollars. Yeah, it's around wow. eight thousand a year. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's something. We, I did have a hex debt, but it was nothing like that amount. I think it was about $12,000. So that's another thing that your generation is competing with to be able to get a home. Um, do you use Afterpay? I do sometimes, yes. <laughs> now, th that look is because I've been speaking to Imogen and she said, is that a bad thing? Um, I tend to discourage it. Obviously, it hasn't affected Imogen's um, savings, but a lot of people we live week to week. Um, and really, you want to be in a position where you save money and then spend. Any sort of credit card uh, or uh, afterpay where you're spending without having savings is actually not such a great thing to do. You really need to be looking at saving first then spending. Uh, it encourages impulse buying and impulse buying is not necessarily a good thing. I guess which that goes with credit card. Do you actually have a credit card? No, just a debit card at the moment. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we we've, we've don't have that threat <laughs> of a credit card, we just have a bit of afterpay. Um, would you be getting a car loan? Um, not any time in the immediate future, no. So you don't need a car? No, well, at the moment I'm just using mum's car, but that'll change soon, well, I guess. That's a good thing to have. <laughs> uh, another, with regards to car loans, I tend to encourage people, again, not to have it save first and then buy one. What I'm finding quite at the moment, and I can give you examples of people that um, have so much debt that they have to choose between their car or their house. And unfortunately, um, they're not selling their house. They've got $80,000 worth of uh, car debt, which means they won't be able to borrow to buy the house. So they've got to choose, they've got to give that up. So it's okay to have a car, everybody has a car, it's just living within your means. And I guess that's the key part of it. So are you going on a holiday and are you taking out a personal loan for a holiday? 
yeah, I'm going on a holiday, um, but I'm not going to take out a loan for it. I'll just use some of what I've saved to fund it. Which is great. Again, that's the same sort of principle. We don't want to use money that we haven't saved. We want to live within our, um, our means. So um, when will you get your first full-time job? So, um, <clears throat> so when I graduate uni, I'll be 23. So I'm hoping to get a full-time job um, by that age, yeah. <laughs> and it's even tricky. I mean, you'll be very likely to, I imagine. It's quite tricky because a lot of people don't necessarily go straight into a full-time mm, job. Yeah. So, uh, and the quick, tricky question, how long do you expect to be living with your family, with Ooh. your parents? Um, definitely for as long as my I'm still at uni um, and I'll probably think about moving out maybe within two years of graduating. Yeah. All right, will you get kicked out? No, I won't get kicked out, <laughs> but... <laughs> Okay, so what I've just done, I've got a quiz and you'll be able to get it off our website to be able to see some habits uh, and determine what sort of success rate Imogen will have. As would be expected, <laughs> you'll be highly likely um, to be able to. So the reasons being is that you've already budget um, and save and live within your means. So uh, surprisingly, a lot of people don't do that. Have you heard of the smashed avocado and toast? Um, which I was talking to you about and there's this billionaire guy in um, in Melbourne that was discussing about the millennials and not them not being able to buy a home and he basically criticized the millennials saying well if they give up their smashed avocado <laughs> and toast for breakfast every morning they'd have a better chance of doing it <laughs> so that's one of the problems that uh, we're looking at is that people are living beyond their means so that affects their ability to, to purchase a home. If, if you know, one of the factors that I see is that your parents have a big influence on what you do. So if, you, if your parents have, had a, or have purchased a home, then you're more likely to purchase a home and you have that expectation you're expected to purchase a home. But I was very interested in some of the stories that you were telling me about your parents. Um, you know, how long did it take them to buy a home? If, yeah, just feel free to just, you know, discuss what we were discussing before. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so my parents were both very lucky. My dad started saving from a really young age and he was able to buy his first home at 21 um, and pay it off completely by the time he and my mum went overseas when they were in their early 20s. Um, so yeah, they were very fortunate to be able to do that and they worked hard to be able to do that as well. Yeah. So they both worked with, did they live in that home or? Um, they did for a little bit and then they went over to England for a couple of years and worked there. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's very impressive by anybody's <laughs> age. Yeah. Um, were you aware of any financial issues, um, difficulties? Cause the reason I'm saying is a lot of people, um, it's quite common to have some sort of difficulty at some point in life. For example, I think my husband was redundant at one stage that obviously puts you in a position where you have to rethink your finances. Did you ever see anything like that? It doesn't have to be a major um, you know, catastrophe, but were you aware, for example, if you're renovating the house that you had to adjust to your living or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, we, well, our house is still undergoing renovation, but we started renovations um, a few years ago and there were definitely periods within that time of 
um, yeah, my parents being like, okay, we need to be a bit more smart with how we spend our money and not, you know, buy all these things all the time, but just, yeah, be a bit more conscious of what we're spending, but nothing ever too, um, like serious or anything that we had to worry about, or at least that they told us about. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they're not secretly bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, the other question I was going to ask you, how many prop do you wear how many properties your parents would have? Um, yes, they have. Well, they've only fully paid off this house, but um, they've got three other investment properties. Wow, in Sydney? Um, so one of them is in Sydney. One of them is actually an apartment in Bristol in England. Um, oh. And one's our property down near Canberra, Braidwood area. Yes. Yeah. So I just want to ask you a couple of questions. So Imogen's really doing great. Uh, she's very likely to get a property, <laughs> hopefully before 30 if I have my way. Um, but, you know, I just was very curious about your spending. Can you explain to me about your bank account? Yeah, I, I don't know if this is the best way of doing things, but I, um, I've got three, I've split my money into three separate bank accounts. One of them is just where I put all my long-term savings and I really, really try to just not touch that. I just put a portion of money from my weekly pay straight into that and just let it sit there. Um, and then I have like a short-term savings account if I want to save up for something to buy in the short term, like a phone or I don't know, clothes. <laughs> um, and so I just put money in there if I have any leftover from the week that I haven't spent. And then I just have my spending account, which, um, yeah, I pay for like Opal card, going out to dinner, stuff like that. Um, yeah. It's very disciplined. And um, if people have already heard of the Barefoot Investor, that's exactly what he actually says. And <laughs> it's just interesting that Imogen, you haven't read the book, have you? No, I and haven't. And you had no idea about it, but that's how they actually tell you to actually put it into diff different buckets so that's quite interesting you've got that instinct in you um, and a lot of your friends how are they into yeah well most of my friends um, they're all still living at home as well so it's probably a bit easier to save money um, and not be spending so much on rent or I know a lot of friends have their own cars so they're paying you know insurance and petrol and things like that um, but yeah most of I don't think many of my friends are huge spenders. So. Which is yeah. a good thing. So yeah. that's excellent to be. Yeah. But, you know, one of the last things I should do before we go is who are you working for now? I'm working for Cassie Croucher. Um, she's the founder of the We Elevate Network, which is a small business network. Um, and she also does business coaching and mindset coaching as well. Feel free to do the quiz at schoolofhomeownership.com.au. And I'd like to thank Imogen again for coming and being our subject for this quiz. <laughs> thank you.